Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. Thank you for tuning in to another Terrific Tips for Business or Terrific Tips for Business because you can't spell terrific without Terry and I'm your host. So today we have a very special guest with us, Miss Cassandra Shanette Lockhart. And I've recently become connected to Cassandra and all of the really cool things that she does here in North Carolina. So let me share a little bit about her with you so that you can get to know her too and then we'll have a good conversation. So Miss Cassandra is a native to Lexington, North Carolina. She is a writer, a communication consultant, a motivational speaker, and a certified personal trainer. Wowie, she wears a lot of hats, and she sure does like to stay busy. She is the owner and founder of KSL Can, LLC. Cassandra is a graduate of North Carolina State University, and she's received both her bachelor's and her master's from that institution. Very well-educated lady here. I'm excited to have her. A self-proclaimed foodie, woman after my own heart, (laughs) Cassandra is active in her community, serving on numerous boards and having founded and spearheaded many events and initiatives. She's an avid runner and also enjoys spending time with the family and friends, laughing, adventuring, traveling, dancing, and the outdoors, being a nanny to her three cats and reading, and of course, eating. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a foodie if you don't eat. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here, and I'm honored to be able to sit down and chat with you today. Yeah. So you're a very active person. You do a lot of different things. Why, uh, what, where's your passion? Why are you so excited to be involved in so many nonprofit initiatives? Um, I just, I think it's rooted in just a desire to help, um, to be a part of progress, moving things forward. Um, I'm not a person to kind of just sit around and watch things happen. So if I feel like I can use my skills or education or experience in areas where I can help and be an assistance, then I feel like it's important to, to do that, to offer that up and not just sit back and kind of watch everything unfold, but actually be a part of the solution and not be part of the problem. That's a beautiful motivation for being involved in so many nonprofits. Um, I, my parents always told me to leave the world a better place than what you found it. And you really are kind of taking those active measures to do that. That's Mm -hmm. so amazing. What's been your favorite thing to work on? Like your favorite campaign or favorite project? Wow. Um, That's really tough. There have been so many. Um, I'd probably say one of my most rewarding experiences is wasn't nonprofit or for anything of that nature, but for the past four summers, I had been the director of Camp Kiwanis here in Lexington, and it's a three-week summer camp um, that is geared towards um, children who come from some difficult situations and backgrounds, although um, they can come from anywhere and still be able to come to camp, but it's through like um, the local DSS, 
And so um, parents and foster parents and um, social workers, they sign the kids up to come to camp. And it's a week long summer camp. They stay for the whole week. So they come out on Sunday, leave on Saturday. We're out at like a 25 acre campground. Um, we have cabins, a pool. We're um, bordered by our lake. We have trails, basketball court. I want to go. Oh, it is so much, so much fun. Um, it was like those three weeks were kind of like my reprieve from the world. Like we didn't have Wi-Fi. We only used the TV maybe once a week. And that would just be the show or movie on Friday nights. Um, we would have a dance for the kids. And then we have a movie on Friday nights for the kids who maybe got tired of dancing or dancing wasn't their thing. Um, but it was just like summer camp to the 10th power. Like we would get up, kids would be up by seven. We didn't usually go to bed till like 10, 11 o'clock. I mean, it was all day nonstop fun, but it was, it was just so enjoyable to just be around them in that kind of innocence, you know, because the world they're kind of growing up in is much different than, than my world and probably the world you've grown up in. And just to be able to take them out of that and take them away from some of those situations. Um, we would have kids who have, have dealt with some very hard, um, life circumstances at a young age because they were only seven to 11 years old but some of the stories that they would come with would just be absolutely heartbreaking so to give them a week where they didn't have to worry about if someone was going to be abusing them or if they were going to have food to eat or if they were going to have lights or somebody was going to give them a hug or you know if an adult was going to check on them it was it was it just it tugged at your your heartstrings and um, I was just grateful that um, I was given the opportunity to lead that that program for four years. It didn't do it this year because of, you know, COVID and everything. So there's there's not a program this year. But that is probably definitely one of my most rewarding experiences. And it, like I said, it was just so much fun. Like anything I could think of to have at camp, it was like games, water balloons. We have water guns. I mean, and I'm and I'm a person. I like the outdoors and I like to have fun. So I was like all into it and make sure the kids had a great time because it was stuff I wanted to do too. We blow bubbles. We did uh, bracelets. I mean, anything you could think of. I was trying to get in the camp and squeeze it in. <laughs> That's fun. I think things like that are like what's missing from adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so if we could have a couple of camps that adults could go to for a week or two on end and not have technology, just go and like braid, braid hair and like play with crafts and go kayaking. Like mm -hmm. that would be so cool. I would have fun doing that too. <laughs> I, I would do, I'd sign me up like immediately because right. it, was, it was just, and it helped me with even just moving forward. That was, I was, a person that was always like kind of attached to my phone, always checking emails, always looking at text messages, doing things. But when I got out there and able, was able to basically go like three weeks without it and not feel like I missed anything, like I would come back and be like, you know, it's just not the same old stuff, but it was just like, it was nice to just not have to be so plugged in. So doing that helped me moving forward to not always be so plugged in, to not always have the phone beside me. You know, I'll leave it now in my room for like hours and I'll just come back and check it later. And I'm not pressed to like, I need to check my phone. I need to see what's going on. I need to see what's going on. Cause you're always like, well, what if something happens? And nine times out of 10, nothing ever happens. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, if it's you an emergency, anything. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it was beneficial in, in so many different ways, but I would definitely miss not being out there this year. This would have been, this would have probably, this would have been the second week of camp. So I would have been at camp right now. 
Uh, well, I'm sad to hear that you don't have this amazing camp adventure for those kids and for yourself. But one thing that you mentioned was the lasting benefit mm-hmm. of the reminder of being unplugged from that technology and what that can do for you from mm-hmm. your emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. So what sort of positive or negative experiences have come out of being able to leave the phone in the other room for a couple of hours? I can't really think of anything negative that's come out of it. Like there's, you know, maybe if somebody needed something, they kind of needed it right away. But I mean, that hasn't happened very often. Um, But it's just, it's been, it's been very peaceful just to not have it, you know, to just leave it and just whether I'm outside, just sitting on the porch or letting the cats crawl crawl all over me or just, it's, it's giving me a, it's kind of helped me connect back to like before we had the phones. Cause I'm like, you know, we, we stress all the time about like, I gotta have my phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Or I left my phone at home or, or things of that nature. But I'm like, we live like over half our lives without them. So it's not like we don't know how to survive without them, you know? So let's get back to those. I want to get back to those time periods where you're, you're not so concerned about what's going on there and you focus more on the moment. So I like to try to just focus on moments because they they come and go so fast and, you know, you you may not get those moments again. So I'd rather be immersed in the moment than sitting, scrolling on the phone, looking at stuff that's probably going to have me like, oh, my God, like something else. Like, <laughs> it's like you're almost always come away from the phone like, oh, my God, how much more can we take? <laughs> Yeah, true. And I've noticed that too for myself, um, especially on the weekends, we try and just like take the phone time away Mm -hmm. and we'll like, I'll leave my phone on a Sunday, just Mm -hmm. leave it next to my bed. And it'll be like two or three o'clock in the afternoon before I'm like, wait, where did I put my phone? (laughs) Never touched it that morning. It was just on the side of the bed. So what could you get done and how much more involved or engaged can you be with the people right around you or with yourself if you allow the technology to be away from you? Mm -hmm. Have you seen this impact your business at all? So there, there have been a few things. So I get so unplugged sometimes that I'm like, oh, well, I probably need to check my phone to see if I have some emails. So um, I, it's funny because like I am, you know, I do communication consulting, but um, I very much so struggle in my own business with um, promoting my business, um, with tweeting and um, putting things on Instagram because I'm always so like, I don't want to be consumed by it. So I've been working on trying to find a balance between being able to use it as a business tool, but not be sucked in by it at the same time. So um, I have struggled with that part um, because it's like they're fighting against each other. And I'm like, okay, Um, you know, people get up and the first thing they do is like tweet. Well, I get up and I don't check my phone. It's typically at least an hour before I pick up my phone. I have another phone like, well, it's just like an old phone. So I use that as like an alarm. So I can do stuff on there, and but nobody's texting me on there. So there'll be times where I wake up sometimes and I won't check my phone for later. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, so it's, it's those things, but it doesn't, it hasn't happened often. And I think people that know me respect the fact that I, I just try to in the mornings, just have some time for myself, kind of get myself centered, get my thoughts together, 
before I'm just up and, you know, plugged away and, and seeing what's going on. So it is, um, it's a continuous struggle to find, find that balance, at least for myself. Yeah. I think that's a continuous struggle for a lot of small business owners. I myself included in that. Um, I find that the days that I get up and I'm on my phone right away, I, uh, I have a higher stress level throughout the day. Um, and that there have been several studies done conversations with other like fortune 500 leaders, world thought leaders and business owners that all talk about their morning routine. And if you look at their morning routines, none of them include spending time on the phone, (laughs) checking their social media or their email. In -hmm. fact, they say business owners who resist the urge to check their email, respond to text messages, or look at social media in the first hour of being awake Mm -hmm. actually are more productive Mm -hmm. on their to-dos and in their business goals than business owners who get right into it in the morning. So that time to get your mindset right, like you talked about, that's so critical. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you do, um, habits that you have in your morning routine that really help reset that mindset for you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, hitting the snooze button is one. <laughs> Do not be afraid to hit the snooze button. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's like, that's like the number one I always, but I only hit it for like 10 minutes. I always said it like 10 minutes earlier than I know I'm really going to get up. So it's always like, okay, I get this 10 minutes, but I'll, I'll get up and, um, I'm, I, I pray, um, and I read my Bible. So, um, and then I'll typically stretch. So um, just stretch a little, just kind of to wake, wake my body up and I'll put up um, one of the, open one of the blinds in the room, let the sunlight in because the sunlight comes in, um, rises on, on the side of the house I'm in, on my bedroom side. So, um, and just kind of just, just like be in the moment. So um, it doesn't typically change. Those are kind of the first things, hitting the snooze, then get up, you know, pray, read my Bible and open the blinds and just kind of sit. Um, but I try to, um, give myself at least an hour before I hate when I have to, um, rush. So I hate when I got it, like when I've only got like maybe 20 minutes and that happens sometimes. So sometimes I'll go to bed later or I'll snooze a little too long. So, um, there, there are times like that, but I always, I know once I get going, I can always feel like, okay, I should have, either gone to bed earlier or I should have gotten up earlier because now I feel rushed and the day starts feeling rushed and I don't like feeling, I don't like feeling rushed at all. So I try to make it a point to really, you know, hone in on what I need to do to make sure, like you said, you know, if you're picking up your phone right away, it's like, boom, everything jumps on you. So I feel kind of the same way when I don't have that time to just kind of chill out before um, I get started is, is that I feel like, okay, now it's crunch time and everything's got to get done like right away. And I, you know, so I don't, I don't like that, that kind of pressure. Yeah. Well, and that distracts from your ultimate goals, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you jump right into your email, you jump right into text messages or you jump right into social media, now it's everybody else's agenda and not yours Mm -hmm. for the day. And the same thing happens when you wake up later maybe than you intended. Mm -hmm. You have your schedule for the day. So it's not like somebody else made the schedule for you. You've made it. Your past self made it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then if you don't give yourself that time, then you do feel rushed, like you're working under somebody else's agenda, even though it's your own agenda that you set up for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you completely. That's totally, I need to have at least two, two or three hours before I have to go into a meeting because it takes an hour to just shower and get dressed and put makeup on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get through all of that and you're like, okay, so I need an hour before doing all of that to mm-hmm. like really just be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I usually start with gratitude. So I love that you start by, by praying and, and reading your Bible because that's a different form of gratitude, mm-hmm. um, turning to, to the word and, and really internalizing what that word is sharing with you for the day and giving thanks for that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that really does help with mindset for sure. Yes. Yeah. When it comes to like the social media time, have you found any kind of tools or anything like that that have helped you manage that a little bit better? So I, I do use, I haven't been utilizing it lately because I, I'm in the middle kind of a rebranding. Um, so I haven't um, utilized, but Hootsuite has been really good. Um, because it just helps me to, you know, I can kind of plug in what I need to and let it, you know, just be set for the week and, you know, it can kind of do its own thing. Um, and then to write down maybe some of the things I want to put out there during the week, um, just kind of get my thoughts together and not feel like, you know, when I get up on Friday that I have to be rushed to put a Friday feeling up or something like that. So kind of try to plan it out. So I'm working on planning instead of just I'm very much a person who even though people don't know that maybe if you're on my social media page you don't know that but I like to tweet and post things that are kind of in the moment for me so I still struggle sometimes with Hootsuite because I'm like well I don't want to talk about that on Wednesday on Monday I did but things have happened since then so now I feel a little different so I like to post what's authentic at the time Um, but that's kind of a a struggle that I have to work on is how to find that balance because then it puts pressure on me to put something up on Wednesday as opposed to already had something set for Wednesday so um, but those those are probably two of the best tools uh, or one of the best tools just because it does all the work for me so I don't really have to worry about that Um, and just kind of when I got to a place where just gave myself some space and some grace to say it's just not working for me right now and I had to feel the pressure to make sure I put something out there. So, and that was just come from talking with other small business owners and about their experience and things of that nature. I think there's this stigma that you have to always like be pushing out content or information or something. And if you're not doing something, nothing's happening and, and all those kinds of things. And I was like, I just don't want that kind of pressure. So um, I just, I use those tools and then I connected like, um, my Instagram and Facebook pages. So that made it easier. So there's, there's, there's things that, have, you know, it takes me all of maybe five minutes to get it done. So I'm like, get it done, Cassandra Shanette. Like it's only five minutes. <laughs> like, you know, there's tons of things you do for longer than five minutes so you can get it done. So it's just a matter of, of getting it done. But I do think there are some great tools and resources and um, I'm sure there's some new things that have come out. There's always something new. So I'm going to check into some things and see what, what can help me going forward. What I love about what you just said, though, was while there may be new tools out there, mm-hmm. the ability to keep your conversations authentic mm-hmm. to the moment, 
I think is something that a tool is never going to be able to do. I was just talking with my CRM guy this morning before our call and we're talking about an automation and email automation system mm -hmm. to help. And he was like, well, you don't really want to have like emails scheduled for the next three years, do you? Mm -hmm. Because it, what is relevant today isn't going to be relevant in six months. Mm -hmm. So, and what you're doing right now or what you're promoting right now isn't going to be relevant in six months. So automation tools are, are great because it does help to keep that consistent presence. Right. But they do fail because they don't allow that authentic in the moment conversation. Mm -hmm. And if we're really looking at social media the way that it's intended, it is social in nature. Right. And right. when you throw social in there, it has to be authentic to the moment. And it mm -hmm. has to be something that you can engage with and communicate with. That's what right. it's all about is mm -hmm. having a conversation right. with your fans. So mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful that you're looking at those tools to streamline your time or finding ways to have that connectivity mm -hmm. between the different accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and then also trying to figure out how can what I'm sharing be relevant on Wednesday if I schedule it on Monday or if I schedule it on Sunday. Right. So thinking about that plan, planning ahead, giving you that gives you some flexibility. If you know your ultimate goal for the week of what you want to accomplish in your social media. Now you can plan ahead what content needs to happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's going to lead you into your goal for the week. And every bit of that content is going to be authentic to that moment because it's, it's focused on the ultimate goal of the week. So having that plan for the week is going to help you to leverage those tools and still allow that conversation to be authentic. And now you're not having to take that time every day. Yeah. I don't know about you, but Instagram and Facebook is like a black hole of time. I sign in for five minutes and 30 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> I'm still here. What, what am I doing? I got in here for something and I can't remember what it was. And you never get done what you, what you intended to go in there for. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I have found too that turning the notifications off on my phone mm -hmm. allows me to stay focused in that moment and not get distracted by yeah. anything else. Nobody gets to tell me when to touch my phone. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that really helps me to stay in the moment, stay engaged, stay active with whatever project I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Cause I see a notification and I'm like squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Forgot what I got here for. <laughs> In this black hole again. What happened? <laughs> yes. Somebody yes. throw in a rope. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have started using, um, I don't have notifications. I have all my notifications turned off. My phone is typically, if it's not on vibrate, um, I usually don't have it on ring, but I utilize the do not disturb function like all the time. And so mine is just set to where only my favorites in my phone can get through if they call and I feel like if there's a dire emergency like if my mom if something happens with my mama my aunt my brothers they'll pick up the phone and call as opposed to sending me a text so I will get their phone call if they you know if people text I won't get that but it gives me that space to where I don't have to be worried maybe something will happen so I need to keep my phone on. So that do not disturb function was like the best thing ever when I got my, the last phone I, I purchased 
and it had that on there. I was like, this was meant just for me. Like, I need this. <laughs> like this, when they, when they created it, they had me in mind. So they a, knew, <laughs> they knew I needed it. So I utilize it all the time. And I'll go back to my phone sometimes and there's like 30 messages and I'm like, okay, I got to catch up, but you know, I got things done. So it gives me a space to be able to just focus without having to worry. Oh, wait, if, what, what if something happens or, you know, if I miss something, but like I said, typically it's my family and close friends that are my favorites. So, you know, if something happens, they, they know that they know not to text me with any bad information or anything, you know, bad that's happened. They would pick up the phone and call. So yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yes. So I'm going to squirrel on you for a minute. You have okay. this really amazing painting behind you. I know it's your personal portrait that says magic in those sunglasses. <laughs> so yeah, I did that at um, a paint and um, was it? sipping paint. Uh -huh. So they did the outline, but I filled in everything else. So um, it's just, it's a black girl magic um, photo. And, you know, I try to you know, look at it every day and just, you know, remind myself that I'm magical and I can do great things. So, um, but yeah, I did, I wish I could take credit for the outline and all that. I didn't do all that, but I did color it in and all that. And red's my favorite color. So she had to have red glasses. Oh yeah. You know, well, yeah. it's sassy. It's fun. Yeah, Thank you. I love it too. So I like doing those. I'm, I miss being able to go out and do things like that. So yeah. I'll be happy when I can go and paint something else, you know, and hang it up with the others. So yeah. You can still do them. They're doing a lot of them via Zoom now, mm -hmm. or oh, virtually. Okay. So okay. you would just need to get your canvas and your easel and your paint, oh, okay. and then you can do it via Zoom. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. even know that. Um, yeah, some of them have done that. I don't know that all of them are doing it, but some of them have done yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I it drew my attention because magic is in the sunglasses, mm -hmm. and I saw the magic and was like thinking about your your bio that we were talking about with your motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I imagine that magic is related to the motivational conversations that you have. Will you share some of that with us? So, yeah, so I've, I've um, kind of fell into motivational speaking. It wasn't anything I was planning, um, but coming back home, um, I've been asked to, you know, speak at various functions and I always, you know, no matter what I speak on, I want to, um, I have this thing now as part of my rebranding, I always want to enlighten, encourage, and empower. So, you know, whatever I'm doing business-wise, whether it's from a writing standpoint, fitness standpoint, I want to, I want people to come out feeling like they learned something that I encourage them to, you know, move forward. And then they feel like I've empowered them with tools to actually get those things done. So, um, I use that in, in my motivational speaking as well. And, and for people to kind of just tap into what's inside of them, that magic that lives inside of all of us, you know, we all have something magical and great living inside of us. And some of us don't realize it yet. Um, some of us are operating in it. Some of us are not operating at our highest level. And so I just want to be a vessel to, feel like you can do it too. Like whatever it is, you know, at least try and see if you can, you know, whether it's business wise, whether it's in a career or whatever, you know, at least give it a try. You know, you, you can't say I can't do it if you don't at least try and see if you can. Like, I don't like math, but I know I don't like math because I've done math. 
<laughs> so I, I know I don't like it and I know that's not my thing. So, you know, but at least I tried it to see, you know, okay, well, I can X that off the list. So, you know, it's things like that. Um, but I just, you know, I'm always willing to come out and just speak to um, encourage because that's just that's just part of who I am. I'm always the um, my friends and family would all would probably always tell you, like, I'm just a ball of energy and I'm always smiling and happy go lucky and joyful. And that doesn't mean nothing's going on. It's just the, the position I try to take and being grateful for every day of life and even the trials and tribulations and circumstances um no matter what they are you know just still having a chance to progress past them so um i like to just take that energy and you know try to pour it into others and again that's one of the tools i use to try to just help people um progress and, and move forward that's beautiful and that's probably one of the reasons that i wanted to have you on the show is because you do have a great energy about you and helping others get lifted up is what this show is really all about. Small business owners that are listening to this learn from other small business owners. So the challenges that you're having with managing your time and managing your social media and coordinating and organizing a strategic plan, those are things that small business owners are challenged with all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I take a lot of solace knowing that my challenges are not my own. <laughs> it's nice yeah. to know that somebody else had the same problem mm -hmm. and they probably figured out how to fix it. So if I can look at whatever they did, now I have a roadmap for right. what do I need to do next? Mm -hmm. And that really helps all of us rise that tide together. Rising right. tide floats all boats. So if we can all support each other with our success stories, I think that helps everybody. Yes. Helps everybody. It does. But that positive energy is definitely something that is attractive and people want more of that. So I totally can see you being an amazing speaker. I wish I could say that I've seen you speak, but I haven't had the honor. I'm sure I will someday. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I do hope to be able to be in a room together and, you know, share that experience. Um, but I just, you know, I just live from an authentic place. I know that's kind of a buzzword nowadays, but that's, that's who I've always been. Um, so it's, it's easy for me to just use it because that's, that's how I was taught to be. Just be me, you know, don't be afraid to be who I am own who I am. You know, um, don't be afraid to be silly and happy and fun. That's just who I am. But when, you know, but when it's business time and I have to do, you know, have to get serious or I have to, you know, be in a professional setting, um, I'll bring that in, but I still allow my personality to shine through it. Like I'm just, I'm not going to be the, just the, the dry talker. Like I'm animated. I, I'm interactive. That's just, that's what works best for me. And I think most people like to be interactive. They don't want to just be, I don't know anybody that really wants to sit down and just listen to a lecture, just listen to somebody just talk for like an hour. Like I can listen to you for an hour if we're like dialoguing or there's some interaction or I get to, you know, talk to the person beside me and they say, okay, converse with somebody beside you for like five minutes about what I just said. Like I need something going on. Like I, you know, you want me to sit there that long? I need to be able to do something. So, um, and I try to think about it from that standpoint and just what I've seen over the years and going, you know, the college and conferences and things of that nature. I like to pick up on different things that I see work and don't work. And I like to look at the crowd too, because you can see it all over people's faces. Like if, if it's not working, you're like, yeah, they're like in their phone, they're writing, drew, uh, you know, drawing on a notepad and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is <laughs> I thought you were about to say they're drooling. Huh? <laughs> 
sometimes I've seen that too. <laughs> the person falling asleep. Yes. Yeah. Naughty. And, you know, and then they look up around like, did anybody see that? And I'm Nobody like, yeah, that. <laughs> like, yeah, I was watching. I saw you, but it's okay. <laughs> You're sitting across the room like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you, but I won't tell anybody. It's our secret. <laughs> So yeah, I just try to draw from, you know, just kind of everything. So the world can just beat us all down. And, you know, so if I can find a place to just, you know, have some good joyful moments, even in the midst of trying to, you know, break through different barriers or help people, you know, move forward, then I'm willing to do that. So that's awesome. So talk to us a little bit. You you mentioned uh, the challenge that you're having with social media. Talk to us about another barrier that you've had to face as a small business owner. I, one of the things I struggle with is just there's so much out there. So it's like, how do you how do you make your voice known amongst millions of others? Like I'll look at some people's like social media or just just people in general and I'm like what is it about them that people are drawn to and so especially people who have like great personalities and they they seem fun and stuff and I'm like I seem fun I'm fun I do those things but I don't necessarily get the same traction so I'm like what is it that they're doing that I'm not doing and I've had to finally kind of tell myself it's not necessarily maybe that I'm not doing something they are or I'm not doing the right things. It's just for whatever reason, mine hasn't grabbed hold yet in that manner. And it's not that I want to be like just this big famous person because, you know, I want to be able to still go in Walmart or something and everybody not be like, oh, there's Cassandra Chanette. You know, I couldn't imagine. I need your autograph. (laughs) I couldn't imagine living life like that. Like that just blows my mind. And, you know, some people just, they don't, they they can't ever go anywhere and just, just be like we said, just be like, you can't just go out and just be anymore. You know, if you're that big superstar, but sometimes I'm just like, you know, should I be doing things the way that they do? But if it's not authentic to me, then for me, it, it doesn't work for me. So um, just, you know, not getting caught up in all the followers and the likes and the friends on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So um I would venture to say, I think everybody at some point, especially if you're a business owner, has looked at that and just been like, you know, well, you know, what is it, what is it that I'm not doing? But I started just trying to focus on the folks that are there. So they're following for a reason. Something that I've done has grabbed them. And, you know, it may not translate into anything right now, but on down the road, they may remember something I posted or something I did and follow back up. And I've had that happen you know, where people just follow back up maybe a year or two later. And I'm like, whoa, like I didn't even, they were like, no, something you posted or something you said. And I remember that. And now we're, you know, at this place where we need those services. So I just try to just, just focus on who I can affect at this time. And so as other people come then just focus on them as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, but that, but that is a challenge, especially because I know um, potential clients sometimes that's one of the first things they look at you know, as they look at how many followers you have, how many retweets you're getting, how many this and how many that. But I also know there are so many people out there who I just know personally who are like some of the biggest movers and shakers and they have less than a thousand followers. They may only have 500. So I I take that, that gives me some solace that it doesn't, it's not still, it doesn't have to be about the numbers. 
Yeah. Um, because that, that cannot be, sometimes that's not a true reflection of who you are and what you're doing and how effective you can be. And so, but it, like I said, it, do, it does still concern me sometimes just because that, that could be the difference in whether or not you get a big account or not, or, or you're able to secure a big client is, you know, how many people are going to be seeing this on their social media? And they're like, oh, she only has 200 followers. Eh. You know, this person has 2000 and I'm like, you know, but is the, you know, if the quality of work is better here, do I not go with the person that has fewer followers just because I want what I think are going to be likes and numbers and, you know, people sharing and retweeting. So that's a, that's always kind of that, that scale that's like, you know, kind of does that thing for me. So. Well, it falls into the comparison, right? It's good to know what your competition is doing, but not to compare yourself to them, maybe to learn from them or to pick up on something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our competitors have access to tools or technology that we don't, yes. so or information that we don't. So if we can see what they're doing, we might get some insight or glean some insight into consumer behavior analysis that we otherwise don't have access to. So that's right. why it's good to do the consumer or to do the competitive analysis from time to time. Mm -hmm. But it's important also to not hold your feet to the fire in a comparison position all the time because you have to be true to you. Right. And like motivational speakers, there are a ton of motivational speakers mm -hmm. out there. There are some amazing motivational speakers out there that have gotten national and worldwide publicity and mm -hmm. acknowledgement and followers. And that's an amazing thing. And they can't go to the bathroom without somebody wanting their autograph. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you do have to weigh out the, mm -hmm. the cost on that. Mm -hmm. And then also think about like, are there things that they're doing that you could be doing? Sure mm -hmm. there are. Yeah. But if it's not true to who you are, then right. it doesn't make sense to do them. And I'm with you 100% on that. Like you, you need to look at what those other people are doing and then ask yourself, is this something that is in line with who I am? Mm -hmm. And if it is, great, do it. If it's mm -hmm. not, don't do it. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Right now, there's this big, huge thing in the world of marketing. People are nuts about these webinars. Yeah. Doing webinars. <laughs> and I'm all for doing a live webinar. Well, it's not a live webinar because not everybody in the world can see it. Only the people mm -hmm. who register. Right. But these companies have these like automation systems that are set up where you record the webinar, but they have it set so it looks like it's live because they have this like scrolling chat thing going on. Mm -hmm. It's recorded. It's not mm -hmm. live. But mm. they, they're making you feel like it's live because mm. you've selected a time that they've provided right. for you to be able to have access to that page on their site to watch mm. it and so that they can activate the scrolling comments so that it looks like people are actually there. There's nobody there. I There's, know that. <laughs> yeah. And if you tune into any of their stuff and you leave a comment mm -hmm. or you zip an email, nine times out of ten, you don't get any kind of response. Yeah. Like I had scheduled a um, consultation conversation with one of these companies just to conversate with them about the system that they were using. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I never heard anything from them. They didn't right. know that that's what I wanted. I mm -hmm. could have been a customer. Right. Exactly. So these automation tools are, are great to streamline processes, but you still need to be engaging with them. Mm -hmm. And that webinar concept 
Do I do webinars? Yes. Do I record them? Yes, because that content might be useful down the road. I might have another use for it. Right. Am I doing a replay, auto replay with like this fake scrolling? No, none of that is authentic to me. So mm -hmm. there's a component of it that just doesn't fit. And right. so, so you can take a look at what's happening in the world and say, okay, that piece I like, that piece I like, that piece I don't. I'm going to drop that off and I'm going to do something else over here instead, mm -hmm. right? So now you've changed what's available and you've made it be more in line with who you are, but you're still leveraging a system or a formula that, that does work, that does produce results, that works for you. And I think it's important to know what those things are and what does work for you. And, and finding ways to maximize your time or duplicate yourself mm -hmm. comes down to having the right process or having the right system in place. Mm -hmm. So identifying what your authentic space is and then what is the formula of success for you inside of that authentic space. Mm -hmm. Because once you have that formula of success for you, you can duplicate it. And that's where that true freedom comes into play. You talk about leaving your phone in the other room for hours on end. Talk about leaving your phone in your house while you go on a, a vacation for a week. Yes. Nobody misses you. You no. can do it. But business owners who have that flexibility have come up with the system mm -hmm. of success. Mm -hmm. And because they've got that documented, they can hire and recruit people to replace them. Mm-hmm. And that's what allows them to truly disconnect for a week at a time. Yeah. 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 If only. That's a goal. <laughs> yes. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to put it out there. We're going to get there. So That's right. That's right. And somebody else can respond or whatever. So I'm all for it. That's nice right. solo retreat because I believe in doing solo retreat. So solo that retreat. is yes, a solo retreat. So Okay. Yeah. If you haven't done one of those, do a solo retreat. Yes. The last time I did a solo retreat, it wasn't really a solo retreat. It was a girl's trip. Mm -hmm. And I went to Virginia Beach. That was the first time I had ever been to Virginia Beach with a couple of my girlfriends. And we went kayaking on the ocean. That was cool. That sounds amazing. That was very, very cool. And you being a, an outdoorsy fitness person, mm -hmm. I'm sure you would enjoy something like that. That was really amazing. Um, yeah. It took me three tries, and I almost didn't do the third try, to break through the, the break. Mm -hmm. You've got to break through the breaking waves to right. get to the other side where you right. can actually kayak. Right. right. It's hard. It is hard. I can only imagine. <laughs> but it is worth it because when you get mm -hmm. to the other side, yeah. there are dolphins. And the water's calm. And the water is calm. Yeah. You can watch the ocean, the waves breaking from the other side. Mm-hmm. That, wow. not, that you only get to see when you're on a boat, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. wow. So that's really cool. And you're out there with the dolphins. The dolphins are swimming right next to you. Wow. That sounds amazing. I'm putting it on my list of things to do. <laughs> Everybody's listening. That needs to be. They kayaked in the ocean. So I know people have kayaked, but not in the ocean. So. In the ocean. Do it okay. in the ocean. It's hard to break through the waves, but once you get through the waves to the other side, it's totally worth it. And coming back to shore is a breeze. You just pivot your boat yeah. to face the shore and the waves mm -hmm. bring you in. <laughs> they just bring you, float you on down there. <laughs> so that, that does sound amazing. So um, yes, I'm going to put that on my list. Do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what is one of the most 
exciting or interesting adventures that you have ever had? Because you've done a lot of different things. You wear a lot of different hats. Mm -hmm. So what's something that brings you a lot of joy to remember upon fondly? Um, probably just <clears throat> it literally is being at the beach. Mm -hmm. Like that is my, I call it my happy place. Actually, I call Carolina Beach my happy place. That's like my, my go-to. Um, when I used to live in Raleigh, I would hop in the car and just drive down to the beach because um, it was like two and a half, little, almost two and a half hours away when I was in Raleigh. So now that I'm back home, it's a little farther. But just being by the water is, gives me so much peace and joy and just clarity. Um, and so now I'm in the middle part of the state. And um, so I, I go to like local like lakes that are around here riversides, creeks, like wherever I can find some water, I'm trying to get to. Um, and so I just like being just by the water and just watching things happen, like watching the fish, watching the pelicans, watching the dolphins. You know, I just like, I love being in nature because I just like to watch nature just kind of do what it does, you know? So um, that always, you know, when I can think about those moments or the next time I can get there, it gives me a sense of like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Cause you know, I'll be there soon or, you know, I'll pack up sometimes and be like, and this isn't working for the day. And I'll go, um, there's a Creek, a big Creek that runs down to the, the lake here. And so I'll go, um, take my, my chair and my water and I'll just go sit out by the Creek and just watch stuff go on and, you know, see what swims by and the turtles and the every once in a while, a snake, which I'm always like, cause I do not like them at all. Be still, be still. Maybe yeah. it's like a T-Rex and it won't see you. <laughs> yes. I'm like, please keep going that way. Please keep going that way. Like, don't come up the bank because if you come up the bank, it's over and I'm only, I'm out here by myself. So <laughs> nobody's probably going to ever find me. They were like, what happened to her? Like she, the snake came out and it was over. So She ran um, into the woods and was lost forever. <laughs> yeah, lost forever. <laughs> so um, I, 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 those, those, those moments just, just being like all those times I've been to the beach, the different beaches, you know, whether they've been here in the Caribbean and just the, the mag, um, just how magnificent the water is, like just seeing the colors change and all the things that are happening and that you can see at the surface. But then, you know, when you get in some places where it's clearer and you can see down a little farther and you're like, there's a lot going on down there. Like, you know, it's like a whole party at the bottom. But um, those, those are just, those are just moments that always kind of, kind of bring me back to to like a happy place as far as adventure um it's just being being at the beach and so, something with some water if I'm if I'm with some water I'm good to go love so. it me too I'm, I'm a water person I had a cottage in the Thousand Islands when I was growing up that my great-grandfather had built mm -hmm. so I'm originally from upstate New York and so okay. that was only like three hours away so we would spend weekends and weeks up there all summer long boating and swimming and fishing and whatever and so I grew up with the water and so I have this like fascination to be near the water water brings me clarity as well and peace and I'm able to pause it, it gives me an opportunity to pause so trying to get by the water more is key the whole uh stay at home coronavirus all the beaches are closed stuff that was going on really was hard on me because mm -hmm. I was like, I, I need the, I need the ocean. Yes. I can't go to the ocean. <laughs> so once I was able to get to the ocean, I'm like, I'm going to the ocean. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. <laughs> 
that's awesome. So you help businesses with their communication. Are you like a virtual assistant? Mm-hmm. Um, so mainly what I do is um, like if clients come to me or potential clients come to me um, and say they need help with like um, public relations for their business, marketing for their business with how to manage their social media. Um, I will assist them with that in, in various ways. Um, it could be coming up with a plan of how to market their, their business. Um, it could be, um, I've done like social media management. So I would be the person that's answering, you know, the, or retweeting or tweeting, um, answering questions, um, setting up Hootsuite or, um, I use, um, another app called later, um, using later to, put stuff out, um, for them. Um, so it can, it could be a variety of things. Sometimes it's kind of bringing me on as part of the team and we working together to figure out what we want the messaging to be, how it should look, you know, when you should roll out certain things. So it can encompass quite a few, um, components depending on what the, the client needs, but I'm definitely here to help with anything communication wise, kind of focused on those three areas. Um, put relations, marketing, and social media, because that's what I'm most well-versed in. Um, I could also do like, you know, um, commute, not communication, email. Um, sometimes people would ask to help with like drafting emails and things of that nature. Um, so anything like um, drafting those, whether to send out to your employees or to send out to um, the media, um, which a lot of times ties in press releases, so anything of kind of that nature, uh, I work with clients to sit down and just figure out what's going to be best. Because sometimes people want to push, like social media is the big thing. Like everybody's like, got to have some kind of social media presence. Well, having one is good because that's where most people are going to look. They're either going to Google you or they're going to see if you have a Facebook page. That's just kind of how the world is. So it's good to have one, but it's all it's not always the most effective way to communicate with your buyers or your clients or whatever so looking at what's going to be most effective and how you should utilize it so for some businesses they can get away with just posting like once a week because your interaction isn't necessarily um your their interaction is more like face-to-face or um it's through phone calls and emails and things of that nature it's not necessarily the facebook page so just helping people try to figure out what works best and not get pigeonholed into what is most popular. So uh, we do a lot of talking, talking through that. And I like to ask clients like, okay, so why do you want to utilize these? So this is what you think you need to do. Why? Like you got to have a reason why don't just get a Facebook page to have a Facebook page. Like, why do you want a Facebook page? What do you plan on using it for? Like, you know, what's your purpose? Like have a reason for what you're going to do. And so we talk through a lot of those things and then try to plan from there. Um, and how I will, whether it's just building out a plan and saying, here, you all execute it or being part of the implementation as well. So, um, which is what I prefer because it's, it's, you know, it's, um, I think it works well when a person who's developing the plan is around to implement it as well, because you can catch things maybe in the moment that maybe you didn't think about before or didn't come up before and you're like, Oh, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Instead of being on the outside and seeing how they executed it, be like, you know, now you got to come back in and say, I don't think you should have done it that way. So um, it, it's kind of, you know, it can go, it can go a few ways, but I'm, I'm flexible with how 
um, I operate in the communication space because people have different needs. So, Sure. Is there a particular industry that you enjoy serving the most? Mm, I like nonprofits. Um, I really do. Um, because, and again, once more, that just goes back to the helping um, side of myself. Um, I like to, and a lot of nonprofits don't always have the, the big budgets. And so I know me because I'm a, a helper by nature. If I'm helping someone else like a nonprofit, I know because of their mission and my own personal mission that I can assure that and I'm going to give them 100%, even if um, what their budget is, is something I'm, I'm, is something on a smaller end, I'm still going to give you 100% because I believe in your mission and your goals and you're trying to help people. So I like to work with nonprofits. I also like to work with small businesses, especially women businesses, women-owned businesses, because I think we, you know, a lot of us experience the same things, you know, the same challenges and things of that nature. And so I, I vibe very well with women and trying to figure out and navigate that space of what works best for them as well. So those are two of the the probably my one and twos as far as who I, I enjoy working with, but I'm willing to work with kind of, I won't say anybody. Um, you know, I, I do look at people's, you know, morals and values and things of that nature, but I do like working with both of those in both of those settings. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for enlightening us a little bit on some of the things that you do and some of the skills that you have. Uh, there's definitely a lot that you bring to the table for these businesses and these nonprofits that you're serving. And I think, focusing in on the nonprofits specifically your heart for having that impact that community impact mm -hmm. is definitely something that they would want to have to on their team they want somebody who not only understands their their mission and the work that they do but wants to have that impact with them and for them so that it can really be that team relationship that and then they know that the person who is managing that social media really does have their best interest at heart because it's an aligned mission. And yes. that's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. And I, and I use, uh, utilize a lot of my experience of being on nonprofit boards and being a volunteer and things of that nature. So I'm able to, um, I think that gives clients a kind of a reassurance um, because I practice what I preach and they see, see I've been involved and these are the kind of things that I do on a regular basis. So it's not just client based and, you know, because somebody's paying me when I'm not getting paid, I'm still doing those same things and trying to, you know, help any way that I can and service in my own community yeah. through serving on boards or volunteering or helping with projects or things of that nature. So it's just ingrained in who I am. So um, I, I think, you know, for me, at least business wise, you know, everything that I'm involved in, I want it to be something I enjoy and not just be something, you know, because I'm getting a check or, you know, somebody's shooting me money through PayPal. Like that doesn't, that's not my motivation. You know, I, I didn't become an entrepreneur to, you know, only be able to just get a bunch of money. Um, if that was the case, I probably wouldn't still be doing this right now. <laughs> So, you know, be sitting on a beach, y'all just right, yeah, like, I haven't gotten to the beach house yet. So, you know, it's not the money thing right now. You know, I just do it because I love it and enjoy it. And so that's, that's why I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I wanted to get up and do things every day that I actually enjoy doing. And again, I'm, I remember people, you know, growing up would say, you know, you want to do something that doesn't feel like work. And so doing these things don't feel like work. You know, it just feels like I'm just operating in my talents and gifts. 
and able to share them with others to help them, you know, in whatever mission or purpose that they're trying to, you know, move towards or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just, it, like I said, it's ingrained in me. So I, I just enjoy and I just enjoy helping others in any way that I can. So Cassandra, then the last question that I have is what is the best way for people to get in touch with you when so, they need you? Okay. The best way is, um, so my website is www.kslcan.com. Um, and it has my phone number on there and it has my email information and my email is probably the easiest way to catch me um, because that comes directly to my phone. And when I do check it, I'll see it, <laughs> but it's info. So it's I N F O at K S L can.com. So K the letters K S L and then the word can C A N.com. And so that um, has my information. It comes directly to me. I, I check, you know, email a few times a day. Um, but if I don't, and I don't get back for a while, then maybe I'm, I'm on the beach somewhere. Hey, <laughs> and I've got that do not disturb on. And she's, she's out at the beach kayaking. I'm breaking the waves, <laughs> breaking through the waves. I can get to the dolphins. So maybe that's what's going on, but I, but I will respond. And so, you know, I'm just here to, you know, offer my services for anyone who needs them. You know, I always do consultations and kind of talk with people. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to consult and you know, try to figure out what people need before I just, and I tailor everything towards what people need. So I'm not one of those people. I have packages, mm -hmm. but I want to tailor them towards what people need. So I just don't want to just send out, you know, a list of these are my services and these are my prices. I don't do that. Um, I do have that, but for the most part, I don't use it because everybody might not need the same thing. So I like to find out what someone needs and then I can say, here's what I can offer you or here's what I can do or this is what a package will look like. So I'm always trying to tailor the experience towards the customer, the client, whatever it is they need. But, you know, I'm just, I'm eager to just keep pushing forward in my own business and, you know, one day getting that beach house and being able to have my assistant back at the office, take care of everything for a week. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. Well, I've so enjoyed this conversation, getting to know you a little bit better. I appreciate you sharing some of the challenges that you've had as a small business owner that we know other small business owners are challenged with. How do you block up the noise and stop comparing yourself to your competition? And how do you manage that social media network so that it can be social and authentic and true to who that business is and what that business is trying to accomplish? And I really appreciate you sharing some of those challenges. And hopefully we've been able to help answer some of those questions too for our listeners today and that they'll get a chance to connect with you for some more insights and some more tips to help them continue to be successful in their business. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I thank you for having me on. I enjoyed our conversation. Um, and I'm just, I'm just appreciative. So it's a great way to kick off Friday. So, or fry yay, as they fry say, yay. fry yay in social media. So it's a good way to kick it off. So I'm, I'm excited going forward to, you know, to get feedback and, and see what people think. So I'm always looking for, for feedback, you know, where there's good, where there's things I need to work on. Like I'm always growing and, you know, you know, willing to hear from people about their thoughts and everything. So I welcome it all. Good. Well, and that's how we have to be in order to continue to move forward. So yeah. I appreciate you spending some time with me this Friday. 
And to all of our listeners, definitely get in touch with Miss Cassandra. I know she can help you and do some amazing things to help your business grow with your communications, whether it be email, social media, or whatever it might might be. Maybe it's a script so that you can do a commercial. Hey, hey. <laughs> that could be Write fun. those too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Terrific Tips. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs, that's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S, at Facebook and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes.